It is Monday, June 13th, 2022, episode 291 of the Tan and J-Man Show coming at you. I'm Tanner Lee. Cross for me on the computer, bounce it on the TV, or it could be on TV if you're watching on the IC Sports Network. Just the J-Man Mont. J-Man, what's going on? Coming in here. <laughs> Saving Silverman, what a classic. Mm, it's a good one. What a classic. I'm hot. <laughs> It is warm outside. It's yeah. only going to get warmer. It looks like the next two days. I'm I'm very thankful to live in a house with central air conditioning because I did not for six years up until uh, October of this year. So I am uh, basking in it right now. Yes. Uh, you, what, what you take for granted at one time, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, yeah, it's Midwest. It's summertime. We're used to it. But man, the humidity, the first real humid day is always just a punch in the face. Yeah, it, it uh, wallops you pretty good. I tell you. <laughs> uh, have a good weekend. Yeah, it was a good weekend. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Good weekend. Good weekend. Went by too fast relaxing. like usual. Always does. Always usual. does. So. Got some birdie bogey for me today. Oh, that's right. That's my, that's my can, job. Uh, see if I can uh, stretch my lead. Uh, or you're if I right, fall back into a tie. You're a stroke up. You know, if I if you get this right, I would venture to say that uh it's over. It's, o- it's, it's over. over. <laughs> There's no way I can gain two strokes. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, there are two defensive players ever to be named defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. Sorry. Okay. NFL question. Two defensive players ever to be named defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year multiple times. Five-time first-team All-Pro and Super Bowl champion. Who are those two? Oh my goodness, this Who is a tough one. Two? I think. Yeah, I mean, I, a, I bet I, I guarantee I know both, but you wow. definitely, you definitely know both. Uh, the Rookie of the Year is what scares me. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's a tough one. That doesn't narrow it down that much. No, um, or it narrows it down too much, uh, and you just don't, you can't think of any Rookie of the Years, but. Yeah. Birdie Bogies brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryson Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies! I see Friday is National Eat-A-Vegetable Day. This I Friday. will try to eat a vegetable on Friday. I'm a big fan of tomatoes. Big fan of tomatoes. Um, big fan of tomatoes, yeah. You've said that three times. <laughs> Do you like Radish. radishes? Radishes? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if I've ever had a radish. I don't think I've ever had a radish either. I, but I know I it. like I like cabbage because that's yeah. uh that's coleslaw. Um what else do I like? Uh I like carrots. I, yeah. I, I I don't like cooked carrots though. They got they gotta be cold. They gotta be the um, what, raw? They, they gotta be raw. They gotta be raw cold carrots. Um, yeah, those are good to snack on. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Dip them in some ranch or something. Yep. Getting hungry. <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to do. So uh, go <laughs> go visit their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. What do you want to start with today, tonight? It's, it's all up to you tonight. Well, uh, let's uh, let's talk some baseball. I'm going to let you drown your sorrows a little bit. Uh, um, your, your book at the prediction definitely came correct. It, it came. Big I time. said it'd be a, uh, I forget my exact words, but I knew it'd be a bloodbath. Five run, <laughs> five, average. the Yankees would want, win by an average of five runs or something per game or overall in the series. Or 
I don't know the exact word. Uh, it doesn't. It seems like it would have been more than that. Um, I thought you said five. Oh, oh, that was my book. It. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. By at least five, and it definitely was more than that. I mean, it was a one-run game on um, Friday night, which really no team deserved to win. I think they were combined one for thirty-seven with runners and scoring. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, and then Yankees hit six solo homers uh, on Saturday, and then yesterday put up eighteen runs. Um, that's a team that's just head and shoulders above where the Cubs are, obviously, right now. Um, and it's there's there there's very zero excuse for it. Um, there's no reason why the Cubs, and I've said this for three years now. There's no reason why the Cubs can't be the Yankees or the Dodgers. They are the third largest market in the U.S. Um, they have an insane amount of money, and Tom Ricketts just refuses to spend. Jed Hoyer's moves he's made have been horrendous so far. It's getting to the point where I want them to clean house because it's not working. Um, there's zero, um, they, there's zero accountability. It feels like as well in the front office and there's zero transparency. Um, Hoyer keeps saying, don't call this a rebuild. Well, what is it? That's, <laughs> yeah. that, that's the thing we want to it's know. Suck fest, Jay, man. They haven't said what their plan is. It doesn't look like they have any sort of plan whatsoever. And that's the frustrating part. I mean, you, you know, my Cubs fandom. And um, you'll be shocked to learn that I had opportunities to watch the Cubs over the weekend. I was home, didn't really do a whole lot, and I just, I just didn't. I didn't turn them on. Believe you didn't. You, you cannot believe believe me all you want, but it happened. (laughs) Um, I did not watch them when I was at home. I just no point. Um, There's zero redeeming quality about this Cubs team. Wilson Contreras has been good. Ian Happ's been good. Chris Morrell's been fun to watch. Uh, But other than that, you have it the minor leaguers starting everywhere else. Frank Schwindel and his 260 on base percentage starting every game at first base. He's terrible defensively at first base. He's a DH playing for, he he's, he's for one, a DH that can't hit playing every game at first base uh, where he's just terrible at um, Patrick wisdom, striking out 35% of his plate appearances. Um, Nick Madrigal. I've talked about that here recently. I actually have some stats here on Nick Madrigal. Um, that are just kind of shocking because he's a guy that puts the ball in play so easily. Um, but Nick Madrigal has not had one barrel this year. He has not hit the ball on the barrel once. He's one of just three hitters with at least 75 batted balls not to have a barrel. Lorenzo Kane and Jose Iglesias are the others. Um, his average exit velocity is 86 mile per hour. It's only the 48th worst in baseball. Uh, but his minus 0.9 degree average launch angle is the second worst in baseball. He's just beaten every single thing into the ground. Um, the average distance of his batted balls is only 100 feet. 100 feet, which is not only the lowest in baseball, it is the lowest by a lot. 111 feet is second worst, and there are only seven batters under 120. That is from uh, Sahadev Sharma of The Athletic. Um, but that trade didn't work. The Rizzo trade, so far it's too early to tell, obviously, because the guy they got, Kevin Alcantara, is uh, 19 years old, but he's mashing in uh, low single-A Myrtle Beach, so that's looking like it could be a good one. Chris Bryant trade looked like it could be okay. Uh, Caleb Killian made his first career start. He was the uh, kind of headliner of uh, the Bryant trade. He made his first career start last Saturday against the Cardinals. pitched fairly well. Um, another guy, Alexander Canario. 
has been um, struggling in double A, but he's starting to heat up a little bit. Has a ton of raw power. Um, and then the Javi Bias trade's actually looking really good so far. Pete Crow Armstrong is arguably their best uh, prospect uh, in the organization right now. He started the year at Myrtle Beach, hit 350. Now he's up in South Bend, um, still hitting really well. So he's looking like a future um, starting center fielder for the Cubs. But again, those guys are so freaking far away that who knows um, when they'll be up for one. Uh, but you're going to have to spend a ton of money just to make this team competitive next year. And um, I doubt the Ricketts are going to be, they're going to want to do that. Um, and it's getting to the point where people aren't showing up to Wrigley Field, which has not been an issue since like the 90s, the mid to late 90s. Um, they are putting out promos for weekdays in the summer, June, July, and August. Uh, Monday night, if you buy a ticket, you get a free beer. On Tuesday night, if you buy that a ticket, it saves you about 14 bucks. It's it saves the fans about 14 bucks. On Tuesday night, if you buy a ticket, you get a free, I think it's a free glass of wine on a, a Tuesday night. Then on Wednesday night, you get a free mixed drink. Um, they're so desperate to put people in the stands, but you know, they wouldn't be having to do this sort of stuff if they just, you know, put money into their team to make them halfway competitive. Um, which they're not. They're on pace to go 63 and 99 right now. They Their pitching staff's terrible. Their offense is terrible. They went through a stretch where they went 0 for 45 with runners in scoring position from Sunday night against the Cardinals up until yesterday afternoon when they were already down double-digit runs. Um, that's how pathetic this offense is. That's how pathetic this roster is. Um, there's really no end in sight either. And honestly, I want it to be as embarrassing as possible. They're only three and a half games out of having the worst record in the sport. I wish they'd just lose out. Just just lose every <laughs> single game. It's not going to happen. But a man can dream. I, I want this to be the most embarrassing season a team has ever had um, where the Ricketts have their tails between their legs. Uh, Jed Hoyer's embarrassed. Um, and it's just... Uh, other than that, I just don't see things change. And I, I just think they're going to be back to the terrible Cubs teams of the years past under the Chicago Tribune when they were on, when they just refused to spend money and put together competitive teams. They had some fluky years in 84 and 98 and 89 um, and 2007 and 2008, for that matter. Um, after, when the Tribune was starting to sell the team, they started to spend a bunch of money just to maybe, maybe we'll get lucky and win one. And they ended up not doing it. Um, but Ricketts uh, brought a championship to Chicago, and now they're like, what else do you want from us? If I could um, go back in time in October of 2016, right after the Cubs won the World Series for the first time in forever, and, and I told you where this team would be in 2022, what would you have told me? Um, I would have called you an idiot, and there's no way. We call me an idiot a lot of times. That, that's I, that's fair. That that doesn't narrow it down that yeah, much. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I would have thought you were insane. Yeah, no. I mean, like, there's there's yeah. no way. Yeah, yeah. And here we are. Um, six Cubs years later. Notes though, Matt Swarmer, who gave up six solo homers, became the second pitcher in MLB history to allow six solo homers in a game um, when he did it on Saturday. And David Ross just let him out there to continue giving up homers, even though the bullpen was fresh because they had three I mean, off days this past it week. It was almost like this weekend, excluding um, Friday. So Saturday and Sunday was pretty much like batting practice at times. It was, <laughs> yeah. He's, Cubs um, pitching has been terrible. Um, they're making just ridiculously stupid um, player personnel decisions. They designated Clint Frazier for assignment. 
Um, Clint Fraser's not a stud by any means, but he's 27 years old. And um, they're keeping Hayward around to get the right-handed at-bat. So he's going to play almost every single day, Jason Hayward is. And honestly, he's probably their best hitter uh, besides Ian Happ in uh, New York. But this is a guy who's been 30% below league average hitter the past three years. Um, and he's 30, he'll be 33 in August. And he's costing a ton of money, which the money's a sunk cost at this point. Uh, but you're, you're, you're letting a 27-year-old out, former first-round pick outfielder who has one of the highest walk rates in baseball, you're just letting him go to give a 33-year-old Jason Hayward, who will not be there when they're good again, um, if they're ever good again, at bats. <laughs> and that's it's just it's confounding. I, I, I have no idea. And there, there are reports that Hayward being taken off the roster wasn't even really discussed at all. That's fun. Um, which, is, which is just, it's terrible. It's just, it's pathetic. Um, this entire team's pathetic. The front office is pathetic. Uh, there's nothing to even look forward to. And I, I have a real hard time even watching games. I, I don't want to give the Ricketts group, the Ricketts family, the ratings on a marquee network. And you're going to a game soon, aren't you? I got free tickets. That's the only reason oh, I'm going okay. to a game. I'm Fair enough. Going to refuse to buy a single um, anything in, inside the stadium. I'm I'm, I'm going to buy a water outside. And I'm not eating inside. I don't want to support anything <laughs> um, the Ricketts are doing. Oh man. Um, but some decent things of note here. Um, Ian Happ since May 9th is hitting 281 with a 368 on base percentage, a 526 slugging percentage. 43% above league average hitter with only a 16.5% strikeout rate, which is the best of his career so far. Or his last 101 games, he's hitting 296 with a 388 on base and a 556 slugging. That is an elite offensive player right there. And man, if he can just continue to do that at that pace, that's a guy you want to sign to an extension. Um, same with Wilson Contreras. He's been the best catcher in uh, the entire Major League Baseball this year. That's a guy you want to build around. Um, and if they just trade him away, you're not going to get as much as what he'd be worth to the roster if he'd just be signed to an extension. Um, that's just, it's just, it's so frustrating. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm at my wits end. Um, but as I said, rotation has been terrible. Keegan Thompson, uh, as a reliever this year, has an ERA right, or in his career actually, has an ERA right at two with a 25.4% K percentage, strikeout percentage, 10.8% walk percentage. Um, he's fantastic out of the bullpen. As a starter in his career, his ERA is 5.95 in 39 in the third innings, yet they're going to keep him in the rotation, um, which is obviously not helping the kid at all. Um, it's just, I, I'm so worn down by him. <laughs> just so. I can tell. I, I'm so done with them. I think um, the Cubs and Reds fans just need to come together and have a drink. Yeah, I wish the Reds would overtake them. Is what <laughs> I'm hoping for. Um, <laughs> that's really what I'm hoping for. Uh, elsewhere around baseball here, Yankees are eight and a half up on Toronto, and Toronto's really good too. They're 35 and 24. The Yankees just keep on winning. The two smashing that two, ball. Two New York teams, man. Uh, Mets are 40 and 22. Could we it's, see a uh, Subway Series 22 years later? Yeah. They, uh, they've they won 40 of their first 62 games for the first time since 1986 when they beat no uh, the Boston Red Sox. Um, the Atlanta Braves, though, are kind of hot on their heels. They're only five and a half back now. They've won 11 straight games. Uh, the defending champs are getting hot. It would not be surprised me if the Mets fold 
and the Braves end up uh, overtaking them there. Um, the Phillies have played better baseball since they fired Joe Girardi. They're right at 500, so they're kind of hanging around. Will Joe get another job, you think? I can't imagine Joe gets another job. Probably shouldn't have got this one, to be Probably honest. Not. Um, he's he's a he's a pretty bad um, manager. Uh, the Boston Red Sox are hot. They've won like 10 of their last 12 games, and they've somehow lost a game wow. in the standings to the <laughs> Yankees because the Yankees have been so um, on fire. Man, how about Aaron Judge this year? I know I thought he was kind of insane for not accepting that contract offer in mm-hmm. the offseason, but he's betting on himself right now. And Yeah. He's uh, having a good year. Yeah, he would be the odds-on favorite, in my opinion, to win the uh, American League Most Valuable Player. Um, there's another guy that's real close, and it's probably Trout, actually. There's another guy in the American League that's putting – or I think it might be Jose Ramirez of the Indians, but I ain't, or Guardian, sorry. I knew I was going to do that at some point this year. That's why it took um, this long. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Judge has been fantastic. I mean, he hit about nine homers over the weekend. Uh, just crushing the baseball. I mean, you go look at his stats here. I'll pull them up real quick. And Giancarlo hit one of the hardest home runs I've ever seen. Yes. So that is not abnormal for the Cubs to give uh, up an absolute rocket to Giancarlo Stanton. He used to do that routinely when he was with the Marlins against the Cubs. Hit a 120-mile-an-hour laser beam on uh, Saturday night against – I think it was Saturday night against the Cubs, um, which is – one of the I don't know if it's the hardest hit home run ever. It's the first time the Cubs have given up one that hard. He has three of the top four hardest hit balls ever of the Statcast era, and I think Aaron Judge has the other one. He's a so, freak. I mean, two two massive humans, super stupid strong. Well, and uh, Yankee yeah, fans are finally seeing what they can do when they're both healthy. Yeah, they've both been fairly healthy. I don't think yeah. Judge has been hurt at all this year. Um, Giancarlo had a little stint, but right. I mean, that's typical for him, but yeah, judge 24 homers already hitting 318, 391 on base slugging, um, over six, almost 700 OPS is almost thousand or it's over a thousand, I should say. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're obviously really good offense and their pitching staff is actually the thing that sets them apart though. I mean, they have a 2.85 ERA as a staff. You have Nestor Cortez with a 1.96 ERA. Jameson Tyone, who could never really get it going with the Pirates, he has a 2.93 ERA. Garrett Cole actually has the worst ERA in the staff, 3.63, which is almost a full run higher than everyone else's. Jordan Montgomery has an ERA under three. Luis Severino has an ERA under three. Um, he pitched well the other night. He pitched real well the other night. Uh, then their their bullpen uh, actually uh, – uh, or all this Chapman's been one of their worst bullpen guys, right? Cl- uh, Clay Holmes, who they got in a trade for the Pirates for pretty much nothing, has a 0.31 ERA. He's kind of their closer right now. Wandy Peralta, who was terrible with the Reds, <laughs> has a 1.66 ERA right now. Hey, sometimes so they- you need to get in a winning culture. <laughs> yeah, turn you around. find. Um, I, I do I mean, look appreciate- at Carpenter right now. Yeah, Matt Carpenter has six homers, I believe, in 10 um, games. Yes, yeah, six of his eight hits have been homers, yeah, in 10 um, games. I am very happy that the Yankees are finally allowing mustaches at least. Oh, they've always um, done mustaches. Just oh, they know. have? Yeah. yeah. Remember Jambi uh, had that horrendous looking mustache? That's right, he did. He was <laughs> he, he was wearing the thongs I mean, and wearing a I mean, mustache. Don Maddenly always had a mustache. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. They There's they no need beards. To get, that's they such need a to dumb. let the beards go. Come on. They do. The beards and the hair. Let your yeah. freak flag fly. Sure. Um Rizzo has 15 homers, formally hitting 219. Uh, he might have been a DFA candidate if he wasn't playing for the New York Yankees because 
his numbers would look terrible if he didn't have that right porch True. there and uh right field. But hey, he's at a spot where it's that's good why for him. I don't think he'll leave. I know he's got he a player shouldn't. option, but yeah, that, like you said, shouldn't. that's a good fit for him in this stage of his career. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere around baseball, the uh, L.A. Angels, who are in the midst of a 14-game losing streak, fired legendary Cubs manager Joe Madden. Is Joe Madden a Hall of Famer, you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, not only what he did for the Cubs, but he was good with the Rays, too. Yes. So the Rays were awful yeah. before he got there, and he took them to a World Series. Yes. I think, honestly, you win one World Series with the Cubs, you're probably going to get in. 100%. Um, the funny thing is, I don't know if you saw this anywhere, they were in the midst of this losing streak. And so Joe Madden had, (laughs) uh, had them cut his hair into a mohawk to try to liven things up. Yet the team never saw it because they fired him uh, right after he got his mohawk cut. Uh, so (laughs) that would have been interesting to see a very white haired Joe Madden, 70 year old Joe Madden with a mohawk, um, but his his shtick kind of grew old in Chicago, yeah. especially when they started losing a little bit. And um, his shtick just might not work anymore uh, in baseball. Guys are different than they were a decade ago, seven, eight years ago. So it's kind and, of uh, And I know sad. I talk about this all the time. The Angels, man, just get rid of Mike Trout. Get him somewhere yeah. where he can watch him play. Yeah, some somebody's going to want to pay him that money. So you can, yeah. you can trade. You can definitely trade him. Yeah, um, yeah him and Otani. Uh, Trout's actually been kind of bad during the stretch, which I mean, that's not his bad is still, you, yeah, his, most guys. his bad is still about better than anyone else's. Mm. Uh, I mean, he's still hitting 293 with 16 homers, walking a ton. Uh, Shohei Otani's still been good offensively, but no one else is really doing anything. And their pitching, uh, has been bad for a while now. Um, it's kind of interesting how, cause really you look at their stats and like, man, that's a decent team. Uh, their uh, Pythagorean win loss record has them nine games um, or nine, nine run. They're plus nine in the run differential, which means they should be about 32 and 33 or 32 and 30, but they're, so they've been a little unlucky, uh, but still you, you, you lose 14 in a row in a row. It's hard for a, a manager to survive. Speaking of managers that should not survive. And that is old uh, Tony Larusa there in oh, uh, boy. the south side of Chicago. He intentionally walked Trey Turner on a one-two count. Yeah, I was hoping you could explain this to me because I just don't understand it. It is <laughs> no one can explain it on a one-two count. You you could throw three pitches out of the strike zone, and hope he chased, and then walk him. You know, whatever right. that happens, right? Right. But to decide to intentionally walk him on a one-two count just because there's a guy at second. It makes no sense. He's going senile or something. And then the very yeah, I next think he was hitting the bottle. Yeah. Oh, definitely hitting the ball. He's, he's, he's definitely a boozer uh, for sure with his many DUIs, which should have been a reason enough not to hire him. Uh, but uh, old, um, old Jerry Reinsdorf um, is a little past his time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be selling the White Sox and the Bulls at this point. Um, he, he had to hire his buddy, Tony. And uh, now you can't fire your buddy. So uh, this White Sox team that should be pretty good is not very good. They're four Looking games under five. My, uh, bold under. prediction. Yeah. yeah. But as I said, walk Trey Turner and then gives up a three-round bomb. And Tony <laughs> said, well, it, it was a no-brainer to me to walk uh, Trey Turner. He, he, he could have easily gotten a hit and a run scored. Well, then you don't intentionally walk him. You try to get him to chase. Yeah. Like if you hang a slider, you hang a slider and he hits it out, whatever. 
Um, and it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's not even like looking in hindsight just because um, Max Muncy hit a three run homer it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with that. It's just in, in the fifth inning too. In the fifth inning, you're going to intentionally walk a guy. Makes zero sense. <laughs> he, uh, he, he has taken a roster that should be a pretty fun baseball team to watch. Um, all of that, and he's turned them into a not very fun. Re- remember that guy, uh, Yerman Mercedes, retired last year because yes. Larusa threw him under the bus, and then he uh, he ended up coming back. But Larusa threw him under the bus because he hit a homer off a position player on a three zero pitch um, when they were blowing the Twins out. Um, he has sucked the fun out of this uh, Chicago White Sox roster. Uh, they've they've had some injuries, and the White Sox fans are blaming their injuries, but it's really. You look at their injuries, they're right middle of the pack. Nothing spectacular as to why they're not um, playing well. They're just not playing well. They're, they're, their team's not producing. Uh, Yasmani Grandal is hitting 185. Jose Abreu has a 759 OPS. Tim Anderson is hurt. Um, Jake Berger is a terrible defensive third baseman. A.J. Pollock, who they traded for, 84 OPS plus, which is 16% below league average. Luis Robert hasn't been nearly as good. Adam Angle's been bad. Andrew Vaughn's been pretty good for him, but Josh Harrison's been terrible. Yon Moncada has been terrible. Um, and then, then you look at their pitching staff. Dallas Keigel was terrible and he's no longer there. Um, Johnny Cueto's actually been pretty good for him, which is kind of shocking. The corpse of Johnny Cueto, as I like to know, he's still in the league to be honest. Um, yeah, but their, their bullpen's been bad. So, uh, it's a culmination of things, and I think you need to jumpstart the roster by firing Tony Larusa. Just I just don't think yep. Jerry Reinsdorf can do it. I don't, think, don't think they think will either. Do they should, but they won't. And again, they're only six games out because I don't think that division is very good. The Twins are eight games over five hundred. The Indians are three games over five hundred. They're in second place. So White Sox are still hanging around, but mm-hmm. uh, I just I don't know um, how much longer they can. Uh, they can take it there right. in Chicago. And fans were chanting fire Tony uh, the very next game. So it's getting ugly there on the south side. I moved to the suburbs and all the uh, sports teams go to crap. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Leave it at that. <clears throat> yep. All my fault. No. No, good stuff. A lot of interesting storylines going on around them up yep. here right now. Yep. Yep. Well, the hockey Stanley Cup finals are set. For the third year in a row, the Tampa Bay Lightning are heading to the Stanley Cup. Where they'll How many did they won of those two? First they two. won both of them. They did? Okay, going for a three-peat, yeah. huh? Yeah, they won in uh, last year over the Canadians and 2020 over the Stars. They also won it way back in 04 over the Calgary Flames. That was right mm-hmm. before the strike year. But I, I, wanted to, I looked up, because I was curious, when's the last time a team's made it three years in a row to Stanley Cup? The Oilers were close in the late 80s. They had a parent three out of four years they made it, and they won all three of those years. But it looks like the New York Islanders, they won four in a row um, from 1980 through 83. So I think that was the last time that a team's made it three straight times. When does it uh, When does it kick off? Wednesday when night. Puck drop. Wednesday night. Puck drop Wednesday night, game one in Colorado. Colorado's first Stanley Cup appearance since 2001 when they beat the Devils, their third in franchise history. Hopefully it's a repeat of the last two in which they won. So, um, yeah, I've been, uh, you know, I've been, I've watched every playoff game I can that the Avs have played. And, uh, I mean, the end of the series in the, in the, uh, against the Oilers made me nervous. 
I mean, I didn't think there was no way they were going to come back there and get it done. I thought they were going to have to get it done back in Colorado, but uh, they got the sweep and uh, did not see that coming before the series started. So uh, Avs team's pretty darn good. Their offense is really, really good. Goaltending, nah, goaltending game to game. I was to say, I have not watched a single second of hockey playoff. I have not watched a single second of hockey all year. That doesn't oh, surprise sorry. me. But here, here's a little interesting. This <clears throat> I almost made this a, a birdie or bogey. If, if it was me, I would have made this a birdie or bogey question potentially. I don't know. It's pretty hard. But the Lightning versus Avalanche is the first Stanley Cup final in NHL history to feature two teams that don't end in the letter S. It is also only the second time in the history of the four major U.S. sports that this has been the case. What's the other one, Josh? There's only one more? Yes. What's well, sport? you got you to think. Well, let's think here. The NFL, we know from previous episodes of the Tanner J-Man show, that can't be because every team ends in S. Yes. And then so in baseball, either- you have both socks. And then basketball, you have... The Heat, Jazz, um, I already forget. The Heat and Jazz, I know for sure. Mm-hmm. The Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, was that it for the NBA? There's one more NBA team you're forgetting. Um, Heat, Jazz, Nuggets, Timberwolves, Clippers, Pelicans, Spurs, Lakers, Kings, Blazers, Thunder, Rockets, Ma- Magic. Did I say Magic yet? Yeah, there you go. No, magic. Okay. So, so okay, you've narrowed it down. So, who were the other two teams to meet up in the in the championship? Um, let's. <laughs> um, Thunder and Heat. There you go. Yep. Nailed the Thunder it. is the one I forget all the time. Like right away, yeah. I, I was thinking of it earlier. I'm like, it's Jazz, Heat, Magic, right away. And then I'm like, oh, Thunder, I always forget about them. What year was that? That was a LeBron year. Yeah, now. that was like 2013, 12? Uh, 2000, yeah, 2012. Man, that oh. was a strike year. <clears throat> because that was when Harden was still there, right? In Oklahoma City, because they had Harden, um, Westbrook, and LeBron. Yes, and Durant, I mean. yeah. Harden had only been in the league like two years at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, the Heat took him in five. Yeah, um, so it wasn't much of a much of a series there. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, looking forward to watching the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, hopefully, it goes the Avalanche way. That'd be fun, and uh, we will see. We will see. Can 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 you name me? The last five Stanley Cup winners. I just gave you the, one of them. Well, you gave me two of them. Uh, the well, Lightning. Well, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I guess I did. Um, the LA Kings won one in that five-year span, I bet. No, they won one in 2014 and 2012. Oh, shoot. Um, I know Ovechkin got one. So the Capitals. Yes, 2018. Yep, over the Golden Knights. Um, got that right. Hank- Penguins get one. Penguins got two. Town sixteen over the Lightning. Okay. Town, or over the Sharks. Town seventeen over the Predators. I remember the Vegas Knights lost in their inaugural season. Did, did yeah, they lose to the, the Capitals? Capitals? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, two thousand nineteen. You're forgetting. Two thousand and nineteen. Was it the Nashville Predators? 
Did they win or did no, they lose? They, they lost in 17 to the Penguins. Okay. I don't know. The Blues over the Bruins. Ah. So I remember our good buddy Connor Thompson was pretty pumped about that. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the Blackhawks in 15 over the Lightning, uh, and 13 over the Bruins, and 10 over the Flyers. I remember where I was watching the 2010 uh, Stanley Cup finals when the Blackhawks won. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in a hotel in La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, for whatever reason. <laughs> I just remember that. Good memory. Yeah. Good memory, but uh, should be an exciting series. Um, the Lightning, definitely the team. I, I, I would have rather played the Rangers. I think it would be the easier series for the Avalanche, but even when the Rangers were up two zip, I thought the Lightning would win the series, and they did just that. They're just a solid, solid team. And it's a city that loves their hockey. You wouldn't think Tampa loves hockey, but they do. They get behind Tampa's, them a lot. Tampa's won quite a bit here recently. Oh, man. Have they ever? Have they yeah. ever? So, well, before we get into a bunch of golf talk, uh, why don't you uh, educate me a little bit? Uh, what's Education. Who won the 1895 British Open oh, at St. Andrews? Uh, um, Tom Morris. I don't know. J.H. Taylor. Come on, Tanner. <laughs> um, on this day in... Um, on this day in... Not a lot of good ones in the 20s here. Uh, on this day in 1937, Joe DiMaggio hit three consecutive homers against uh, the St. Louis Browns. It's a pretty good one. Yankee Clipper. Is that who the Yankee Clipper was? Mm-hmm. That who uh, Kramer was trying to get his attention uh, on Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I was just watching that episode the other day. That is a classic. At one. the end, he walks in. Oh my god! <laughs> on this day in 1948, Babe Ruth's final farewell at Yankee Stadium. He ended up passing away on August 16th. How old was the Babe when he passed? He was young. Yeah, like, I knew. Oh, I knew he wasn't very good health. Yeah, he, I don't think he hit fifty. He liked uh, his he, brewskis and his hot dogs. Yep, yeah, he was forty-seven. <clears throat> no, fifty-three. Sorry, he did hit fifties. Math is my hard. Math, my math was a little off. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was. He was a young, the young one. On this day in nineteen fifty-three, who won the U.S. Men's or U.S. Open Men's Golf? Fifty-three. That would have been before Jack. That would have been before Arnold. Ben Hogan? You got it. Oh. He beat Sam Snead. He he won it by six strokes. Oh. Yeah, Prettiest swing ever, according to a lot of people. On this day in 1957, Teddy Ball game. Ted Williams becomes the first American League player to have two three-homer games in a season. Has there ever been a month we haven't had a Ted Williams on the stay nope, on this podcast? I, I had to throw him in there just because he's <laughs> on there. Um, who won the 1989 NBA championship? Is that the Pistons? The Pistons sweeps the LA Lakers in four games. I, I, I it's hard. I get those eighties confused with Celtics mm. and the Lakers, and then the Pistons yeah. at the very end. So. 1994 Chicago Cubs second baseman Ryan Sandberg retired due to poor play, is what this says. He forfeits his $15.7 million of his $25 million contract. He did end up coming back and playing three more years. I was going to say, I thought he retired like 96 or 97. 97 was his last year. Okay. 
So I don't know. Retires due to poor play. I don't think he was that bad. I know there was some uh, personal stuff there with a teammate and a wife and all that, but uh, it's never good for a yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't locker good room one. morale. <laughs> Just ask Russell Wilson and Golden Tate. Um, <laughs> Or Roy Hib- Hibbert and who was it, Paul George, Danny Granger, yes. or something like that? Didn't Supposedly like that? Paul George and Hibbert and then Stevenson got yeah. in a fight and they yeah, traded boy. they traded Granger away and got uh, Evan Turner in and <laughs> blew that team up. The villain. Yeah. Uh, who won the 97 NBA championship? This should be an easy one. The Bulls. The Bulls. Over the Jazz. Over the Jazz. On this day in... 2019, who won the NBA championship? Okay, so 2020 was the bubble year when the Lakers won. <clears throat> oh, my. Why am I blanking? I don't think this is right, but Golden State? Toronto Raptors. That's right. Kind of beat Golden State. Yeah, kind of a forgettable. It is. Uh, it is. Just Kawhi Leonard's one year up there. Yeah, it, it wasn't Golden State or LeBron. That's why yeah, it's forgettable. It was the Kawhi um, Leonard year. Yep, Kawhi Leonard won MVP. Yeah, wow. That, that is going to do it for uh, on this yeah, day. I even remember watching that. Jeez. Um, and on this day is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. See some of the recently completed projects. Visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram or Facebook. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. And I got a design to show everybody here that's watching the podcast. This is one that Thad made for his cousin and one of our (coughs) high school classmates, Dustin Mersh. Mm. And uh, let me look up with this. Uh, well, let me get this banner down here so you can see the completion of it. Let me look up what these mean here. Um, he says uh, it's the uh, uh, call sign and tail number of his first F-35. So turned out really good. And he likes to usually send me progress pictures of why he's doing this. And, uh, yeah, that turned out really good. So. Definitely hit up Thad and Mooney Woodcrafts and get yourself a sign. I can't hear you, Josh. If you're trying to talk, sorry. Had my uh, had my can hear, can hear had my mic, had my mic on mute. We have a storm rolling in. It's getting a little dark in my room, so I turned the light on real quick. <laughs> it's all good, all good. But uh, uh, golf talk. We have two golf topics to talk about this week. We not only have the U.S. Open, because the U.S. Open week, it's Father's Day weekend, so it's always the U.S. Open, but Live Golf. Is is that how they pronounce it? That's how you pronounce it. It's L-I-V, but Live Golf kicked off this week with a big bang. Um, I mean, you had PGA Tour vet, one of the most famous and most popular PGA Tour players of all time, Phil Mickelson, teeing it up. You had Dustin Johnson teeing it up. You had old-timer Europeans like Lee Westwood, Sergio Garcia teeing it up. Um, But not only that, you have many more making the jump. And they'll be playing in the second event, which is in Portland, which is in the U.S. Names like Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Pat Perez. Pat Perez was the guy who came out against this Mm. earlier this year, changed his mind. Money Money talks. Money definitely talks. I mean, we're... I mean, the figures of this league 
are incredible. I mean, Charles Swartzel was the winner of the first live golf event, and he took home more money than anybody that's ever won a golf tournament. I mean, he took home, let's see this, a little over $4 million. Man. Four million bucks. Why wouldn't guys join? I mean, his team, because they have teams. You draft teams. And he's a captain of his team. His team won $3 million for the team event. Man. So all four golfers finished in the top uh, 10, including three in the top three. Um, I mean, Dustin Johnson, he's getting paid $125 million. Phil Mickelson, supposedly $200 million. Bryson DeChambeau, supposedly $100 million. There's no cuts. There's 54 whole tournaments. There's only eight of them, and six of them are played in the U.S., I believe. And you can still play in the four majors. That's the thing a lot of people don't understand. Because the Masters, the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, and the British Open are not governed by the PGA Tour. Mm -hmm. Now, the PGA Tour has come out and said any player that plays in the Live Golf or plays in the future cannot play in PGA Tour events. So that's the big scuttlebutt this week. Should they be allowed to still play in PGA Tour events? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, money talks. Um, and if, if you're taking home $4 million in a tournament, why wouldn't you want to join this league? So are, are they, like, essentially signing them to contracts, like a $200 million contract to play yeah. in this? Yes. So you're getting that money without even playing tournaments then. Without even winning tournaments, I should say. Yeah, it's guaranteed money. And there's no cuts, so you're guaranteed money. I mean, it's – and, you know, I understand a lot of people definitely question where the money's coming from mm -hmm. and or who it's coming from, um, which is understandable. But, whew, you know, it's – and they gave out free tickets or cheap tickets, and they don't have a TV deal yet, so the tournament was streamed on YouTube and Facebook. But that thing was packed. In attendance, I bet because it was played over in England, hmm. and I think it's only a matter of time before they get a TV deal. I mean, oh, call absolutely. me crazy, but I know a lot of people um, said, "Well, the Golf Channel is not going to talk about them." Well, they might not right now because of their deal with the PJ Tour, but the Golf Channel is owned by NBC. Mm -hmm. NBC has Peacock. The WWE World Wrestling <clears throat> Entertainment runs three, if not four, events in Saudi Arabia a year for big, big money. That's streamed on Peacock. So I'm trying to connect some dots yeah. here. I'm thinking it wouldn't shock me. I wonder if like the PGA has something written into contracts with like ESPN and CBS and all that, that they can't have another right. golf league. I don't right. know that. Um, They've never had to worry about another golf right? league. Never, never have. Um, it's, it, it's almost like it's a little different, but like WWE and AEW a little bit where right. – a competing league is stealing a lot of these guys. 100%. Um, and what AEW is that on like TNT or something? It's uh, they do have the Friday night shows on TNT, their Wednesday night shows on TBS, but it's under the Turner umbrella. So, yeah, sure. And then then the WWE's uh, USA Network and Fox. So, mm. I mean, it's it, it's it's crazy the TV deals too. I mean, yeah. just billions of dollars and millions of billions, depending on what you're talking about. But going back to the to live golf, Andy Ogletree finished last in this tournament. He finished 48th because 48 players play. For finishing 48th, he made $120,000. <laughs> 
man. Which a guy on a on a tour in the R, RBC Canadian Open. I don't have the figure in front of me, but for a last place guy who made a cut, probably made about twenty to thirty thousand. I'm gonna go look it up real quick. Um, yeah, so it is very interesting, and uh, some of the guys have already resigned their PDGA Tour membership. Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na. Some others. Phil, Phil Mickelson has not, though. Phil Mickelson earned a lifetime membership through the PGA Tour, and he has not resigned from the tour. But by playing in the live golf, the PGA Tour is telling him he can't play in any other mm. events. So nah. he, he can't play in the in the Players Championship. Dowie Vanderwalt. Have you ever heard of him? No. He shot eight over at the RBC Canadian Open this year. He finished 70th, so he's the last guy to make the cut. Mm-hmm. He made 17835 A little lower so, than I thought. So A little bit, yeah, about 100,000 100, <clears throat> more yeah. in the yeah. live golf. Yeah, so it's it's wild. Um, I mean, like I said, I named some names that are expected to jump. Ricky Fowler's mentioned as a big rumor, and it wouldn't shock me. Every time he's been asked about this in the last few months, he said, interesting keeping my options open that tells me he's going <laughs> yeah. uh matthew wolf's the name that's going i mean there's supposedly six others that are coming over from the tour to play in portland on their second event so so and as you said they can play in all the majors so right. what would be like the like two or three biggest that they'd miss out on uh the players um probably the memorial but jack uh, no, that's a PJ Tour event. I was gonna say Jack usually runs it, so it's kind of his invitational. Um, what about man, the Wells I, Fargo? Is that a PGA? That's a big tournament. Um, but the, where it gets interesting for the majors, though, is the majors take, in fact, uh, World Golf rankings, mm. and so far they're not gonna make any World Golf ranking points off the Live Tour. So some of it, somebody like Ricky Fowler might have a tough time ever getting in the major field. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think eventually it all gets kind of smoothed out and they will let them play both. But I don't know. PJ's taking a hard stance right now. And so are yeah. some of their guys. Which uh, I, I Tiger, don't blame Tiger Woods supposedly turned down close to a billion dollars. <laughs> high nine figures is what's reported to play Man. on the tour. Uh, Roy McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth are three big guys of the tour that call more Kawa um, or John Rom, okay. So there's some guys right there that have been tour backers, especially McElroy and Justin Thomas, but outspoken about it. McElroy kind of took a shot at Greg Norman after his win yesterday. It was his 21st career win. Oh, he that. said one more over than a certain someone. Greg Nor- Norman had 20 career wins. Uh, so kind of taking a little dig at him. Yep. Uh, the PGA Tour needed Rory to win that in the fashion he did, a close one over Justin Thomas. That's what they needed. Um It'll be. It's just going to be interesting moving forward. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I potentially this could cr- this could crumble. You know, my dad compared it to USFL mm-hmm. back in the day, but I don't know, man. The more stars that jump, I mean, I understand Bryce and DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are probably a pain in the butt to a lot of people on tour, but those are the two guys you watch to either root for or root against. Now the mm-hmm. tour doesn't have those guys, so yeah. they're losing a lot of star power every week lately so we will see yeah it's i'm interested to see how it all shakes out and it would um, be real interesting if this weekend it comes down to somebody like a dustin johnson or phil mickelson in the final uh-huh. group and you got a pj tour guy gets a live 
golf guy. <laughs> How's the crowd going to respond to these guys? Is Phil going to get cheered or booed? We haven't <clears> seen <throat> him play with PJ or a, 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 a tournament in America this year. So do you, do you think fans really care? Like if, if the live golf gets a TV deal, you'll be able to watch these guys every right. single week. I'm going to watch both tours. The right. more golf, the better. I think I'm a believer. Competition is good for everybody. Healthy. Yeah. That's my, that's no matter what you're speaking of. So um, it will be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Mm. But uh, the U S open this weekend is played at the country club in Massachusetts. Uh, I got a word association segment around the U.S. Beautiful. Open. I've done uh, winners in the past, but so I thought we'd give some attention to guys. Everybody forgets the runner-ups. Everybody forgets who gets second place. That's right. So last year that was Louis Oostazen. Louis, um, he's been like solid his entire career. It feels like he's always in that top ten. Yes, um, at majors is he is he a South African fella? Yes, and he's another one on the live golf. I, I should have mentioned him too. <clears throat> Yeah, he's he's always been good. Uh, Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf. He's a younger fella, isn't he? Yeah, and he's one that his game the past two years has went to shambles. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Why? Why yep. do you think that is? I don't know. He's. I know he struggles a lot with a lot of mental things. Mm. Um, he's had to take time off. He's had to get some therapy. I mean, he's got the funkiest swing on tour as is. Yes, I he's remember. Got a little that. little pre hip motion. But, uh, I mean, when he came on tour and won right away, I'm like, all right, he's going to pass Fowler for the Oklahoma State, you know, and mm-hmm. he's going to pass uh, Victor Hovland, but hasn't really happened. Brooks Kepka. Brooks, uh, haven't heard his name in a while. He's due. And that's one I could see jumping to. He seems yeah. he doesn't even seem like he enjoys playing golf. So no. why not go to a tour that's going to play eight times a year, play in the four majors? He's all about money. <laughs> Does that? Didn't he say he gets bored in the middle holes and then yep. turns it on the final couple? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's he he does seem like a guy that doesn't even like the sport. He's just good at it and makes money. He, he got married last week, so we'll see if that impacts anything. Tommy Fleetwood, another member of the Live Tour. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always heard that name and I don't think I could pick him out of a lineup to be honest. He, he always seems like he's up there in the top 10 as well. Never won on the PGA tour. Uh, two guys here, Brian Harmon and Hideki Matsuyama. Brian Harmon. I saw win a John Deere classic. Yep. I was sitting on 18. I remember and I watched him win a John Deere classic. Um, who was the other guy? Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama, it, <clears throat> has his career taken off like a lot of people thought it would? Well, he won the Masters last year. Okay, that helps. And that besides, helps. and he's won the Memorial before, so he's won some big. He he was in the news recently. He got disqualified from a tournament a couple weeks ago because he had paint on his fairway wood. Hmm. Paint will make the ball spin differently. Really? Yeah. I know that. On, on the face of the club. And you can't tell me he was doing that for practice and forgot to take it out of the bag. It's, it's, come it's, on. it's, it's the Sammy Sosa. I was using that right. batting practice. Exactly. So. It's like, yeah. come on, man. You've played long enough. You know what you're doing. Um, three guys here, Jim Fierick, Shane Lowry, and Scott Piercy. Um, Jim Fierick is John Gross lookalike. Yes. He looks like a bird. Um, is Shane Lowry the one that was, uh, he was sponsored by Arby's. That was a guy they called beef. Uh, but he okay. looks like him. He, this is Shane Lowry's a big fella that's won the British Open before. Is he from Ireland? Yep. Who was the other one? Scott Piercy. I wouldn't expect you to know anything. No about idea him. who that is. <laughs> uh, a few more here. Dustin Johnson. 
Dustin Johnson, obviously he was one of the bigger names to jump to the live golf on the yep. masters back in the weird 2020 year. Yep. Um, well, in that U S open, he lost, he missed the three footer on the last hole. That yeah, yeah. I mean, it was hard to watch. It was uh, at what, Chambers Bay. What, what, went up. what, what did they ask him this week? And he said, I can do whatever the hell I want or something like that. He pretty much said he <laughs> 12 tournaments is perfect. He doesn't always enjoy playing golf. And then you have the rest of the year do what he wants. So I yeah. think people, <laughs> golfers and really professional athletes in general, we all think they love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them just do it because they're good at it and they get paid to do it. I'm, I'm I think sure a lot of them have a love for the sport. Yeah. I'm well, I'm sure they did at one time and then they right. got burned out and it became yep. a job. And right. So, <clears throat> all right. Four more here, uh, three more years, but four more guys, Eric Compton and Ricky Fowler. Uh, the first guy I'd never heard of before in my entire life. Yeah, he has. Uh, I don't think he has a tour card anymore. He was a heart transplant <clears throat> guy. That's cool. That's yeah. It's interesting. About, about smashed my dad with a golf ball at a golf tournament once. <laughs> hit the water bottle out of my dad's hand. Holy crap! Too bad yeah, it didn't from, hit him. He might have gotten something from for another it. hole. He dad didn't even see it coming and knocked the water bottle <laughs> right out of his hand. <laughs> um, Ricky, I don't think he's ever going to get it done. <laughs> He's not in the U.S. Open field as of now. He tried to qualify last week because there's qualifiers and stuff. Didn't make it. Won a playoff to be an alternate. Going into the day, he's the second alternate. Mm. So if two guys withdraw Somebody's before Wednesday, withdraw. he'll get he'll get in. Somebody you, will. You, you would think two guys would. So maybe you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Jason Day and Phil Mickelson. Jason Day he had the vertigo. I haven't heard a whole lot from him since back issues too. Um, and back issues. Phil Mickelson was the other one. Yep. Um, old lefty. He he was the first guy that we'd heard yep. like superstar with the live golf. So man, he's sporting the uh, black leather jacket. He looks like Eric Bischoff from WCW NWO for the 1990s. Right now, he looks like just a <laughs> villain. He's got a little facial hair going. He 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 is kind of playing a villain, isn't he? Kind of is. Kind of is. Yeah. And the last two guys, Graham McDowell and Michael Thompson. Don't know who Michael Thompson is. He was a guy who showed promise and kind of. I've I've you've heard probably of, heard of his. You've probably heard of his sister Lexi Thompson. What the LPGA? She She's one of the maybe. better LPGA yeah. players. Um, I've heard the name Graham McDowell, but again, probably couldn't pick him out. Won of the a lineup. U.S. Open um, back in like 2010. That's hmm. about all he's done. I think he's on the live golf too. Another European, so Irishman. Irishman. And and that is uh, well, I forgot to tell who uh, sponsored the Word Association segment. That is Proforma Print Two Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Two Print Two. Let's start that. Proforma Print Two Promo Group has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response for all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574 210 3815. You open picks, J Man. You know what it's going to be. This will be the J Man's Book It prediction of the week. Rory McElroy will absolutely win this one. Coming off a win at RBC Canadian Open, which I yep. wish we would have picked this last week because I would have booked him <laughs> and I uh, would have got it right. But uh, yeah, the J Man's Book of Prediction. He's hot, man. He's hot. He's he's rolling. J Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for Life Home Auto business renters workers comp and farm insurance contact Travis at 219-869-4561 his email is travis.watching at infb.com roy's last five stars has been his second fifth eighth tie for 18th and he's won 
He's one of just four golfers to finish in the top 10 at three or more of the last five U.S. Opens. He's the number one ball striker in the world over his last 20 rounds. Man, if he's uh, hitting it well this week, and he might blow the field away with the way he's been playing, but you took Rory. I can't take Rory then. I got to take somebody else. Oh, man. Could John Rahm repeat? Xander Shoffley is the only golfer to finish in the top 10 to last each of the last five U.S. Opens. He's knocking on that door. Could Bryson DeChambeau or Dustin Johnson win it? Could JT go back-to-back majors? Well, I'm going none of those guys. I'm going Cameron Smith yet again. I went with him on the PGA. He's getting close. I think he gets it done he's, this week. He He's kind of your Rory. He's kind of has been lately for some reason. You've you've picked him quite a few times. I like the Aussie. I like the Aussie. This episode is brought to you by the Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-bread, tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow. Focus on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantaw and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. The Dam Landing pizza sounds pretty damn oh, good right I'm now. I'm pretty hungry. I haven't ate yet. Yeah. So. You want me to hit you with that birdie bogey here? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk more NBA Finals next week. We mm-hmm. didn't get around to it this week. Yes. It, who, for one, who, who do you think is going to win? Because it's going to be wrapped up this I, week. I Should said be. Warriors and six. Start. <clears throat> um, I'm sticking with the Warriors. All right. Warriors got a big one the other night. Uh, I think Celtics and seven. I just or, think Celtics. I, I change are... my tune every game. So Yeah. <clears throat> There are two NFL defensive players to have been named Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year multiple times, five-time first-team All-Pro, and Super Bowl champion. Who are those two players? There's so many guys that come to my mind. Yeah. Super Bowl champion, MVP. If, if you get both of them wrong, you get a triple bogey. <clears throat> nope. False. <laughs> Do I get a par if I get one right? Absolutely. All right. Oh, I don't know about this one. This is Ronnie Lott. Good guess, but no. You have one shot to get a par here. Ray Lewis. No, you gotta you got a bug, bro. Um, it is Aaron Donald because he just signed his big deal. It didn't even come into my mind. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald and Lawrence Taylor. Oh, didn't even come to my mind. Yeah, I forgot the Giants won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they did. You know, I also um, thought I thought Charles Woodson maybe. Yeah, Woodson would have been a good one. Good guess. Oh, uh, Ryan Lott was a really good guess. Darn. Lewis though. Yeah, because I knew for a fact those guys won Super Bowls, of course. And yeah, those are yeah, those are hmm. yeah. yeah that's a tough one. Hmm. Um, good question. For- We're tied again. Five we are. Four. We are. But uh, you you have the leg up on me because I have to go next week. <laughs> Uh, thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Everyone, stay healthy, stay cool, and we'll be back at it next Monday. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Peace.